0: Hello everyone and welcome in. This is Aaron St. Dennis, the FF Mad Scientist, joined by Jesse Moeller at J jmoeller05. How's it going, Jesse? What's up?
1: It's good. Uh, I've got a little free time in this time of the day because daughter's in school, so it's a nice little time to talk some fantasy. Even though my Seahawks decided to shit the bed last night and just, just blow a perfect opportunity. So, you know, as a Seahawks fan, not too happy about it, but overall, you know, it's a good fantasy day. So.
0: Stay positive. We can't take that kind of negativity. I can't stand the <laughs> negative reviews if we're negative. So. Just, just be. It's a great day. I'm sorry. Be upbeat. I don't want people to tell us we should quit because we're very (laughs) negative. So, stay positive. All right, we are here with the NFL Week 13 fantasy football AFC home game previews. We got six of them, I think, because there's an odd number of games. Yeah, 13 games, so six. I did seven yesterday. We are going to kick things off first with not a game preview. We are going to kick things off with a game recap to make Jesse relive his misery. I never even considered that you're a Seahawks fan when I threw this into the show, but you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we have... The Dallas Cowboys 41 and the Seattle Seahawks 35 Dallas moves to nine and three Seattle falls to six and six, which is probably good enough for a three game lead in the NFC South. If only they were in the South, Uh, the quarterbacks, good God. There's a lot of players where if you face them in fantasy, you are in trouble. Um, Gino goes for 334, three touchdowns, and an interception for 43 points in a losing effort. Dak goes 299 and three touchdowns with, uh, what's that, 23 more on the ground, and he puts up 39. So, so far, these are the QB one and two on the week. They are likely to stay that way. Um, Zach Charbonnet in for the injured Ken Walker. I added him in a few leagues, and I'm glad I did. He had 19 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. He had one catch for 39 yards on the receiving side for 17 points. Tony Pollard took advantage of another uh, another uh, prime matchup here. He had 20 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown and three for 15 through the air. <coughs> Don't mind me. I'm coughing up a lung again. It's been a rough week. I think I have COVID for the fourth time. Um, DK Metcalf. Good God. Six catches, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. One of which was so wide open, it was mind boggling. CD Lamb, like we have a stud at each position in this game, it's scary. Uh, C.D. Lamb had two carries for 30 yards, 12 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown, and still was 10 points behind DK. Then we even had a couple more usable receivers here. J.S.N. had seven for 62. Lockett had five for 47. Brandon Cooks, four for 45 and a touchdown, and that's about it from the receivers. Jake Ferguson was even having a hell of a day. Like, There's going to be a lot of the number one overall at the position this week in this game. Ferguson, 6 for 77 and a touchdown. Fant, 3 for 43, which feels like probably a career high. I picked on the one league that doesn't have kickers because I do this every freaking time, so why wouldn't I? Um, Let me switch over quickly. Sorry about that. Kickers, we had a great day out of Brandon Aubrey. If you had him, you were starting him. Uh, Jason Myers had a down day here. Uh, Only one field goal, which he missed. Give me one sec here, Jesse. There you go. I've got a sneeze stuck. <laughs> good God. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mute my mic because I'm like, give me, the- I just need two seconds to sneeze. And then I muted my mic and I was like, hey, it just won't come out. Now it's gone.
1: It the frozen face. Yeah, that's the be worst be a long day. To it's going to be a
0: long day. Both defenses, uh, both def- oh, it's back. Damn it. Both defenses were not good. <laughs>
1: oh, there we go. <laughs> there, <laughs> there, there, it is. Is. there it is.
0: Yeah. Because so my mic's not <laughs> muted now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I couldn't get of to the course, mute button again. It's going to be a long day, man. I put the mute button on and I couldn't get the sneeze out. And then right when I had to sneeze, I couldn't get to – I went to grab my mouse and I sneezed so hard I couldn't hit the mute button. I'm struggling, guys. I'm trying.
1: It should not be this funny. but it is.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure it's very funny to everyone who's not me. I'm struggling here. So the Seahawks and the Cowboys were both terrible. Uh, Dallas was surprisingly bad considering how good they've been. But, I mean, you give up 35 points, that will happen. I was quite pleased. I faced DK Metcalf in a league, my league Uh of record, and I'm still picked to win by 20. So that should tell you there's a reason I'm in first place. But like, good God, what what do you take away here? Like for me, I think it's that from what I've heard about everyone, everyone's victory lapping Pollard and saying, oh, it's just an injury. You know, he was rehabbing from an injury and we should have expected him to start slow. And, you know, he's going to be awesome now. For me, this is a case of he took advantage of three awesome matchups in a row. And if your trade deadline hasn't passed, I am selling high on Tony Pollard right now because I don't believe in him for one second here. Jeremy felt the other way. Uh, Where do you fall? Which side are you?
1: I think he's matchup dependent, like, and he's got games against Philly and Buffalo coming up, so it's a little all over the place. And it's Miami and Detroit to finish the year, so like, if you have him and you know you have him as like RB three, (laughs) it's fine. But like, I don't want to have him as my RB one on a team because it's gonna be super risky. Like his yards per carry and stuff was not great last night. It's just he got the touchdown. You know that happened. Same thing with Charbonnet. Like Charbonnet played well. So like overall, I know people clown Charbonnet, and I was like, look at the workload before he left the, the end of the game with Dallas. He got all of the touches and all the work. And if you're getting that, it's totally fine.
0: But I think the takeaway
1: for Gene. Oh no, no, good.
0: Charbonnet worries me as someone who was very highly rostered of Ken Ken Walker. Charbonnet, the way he played yesterday, is a problem.
1: Not he's a good player. Like, yeah, like they both have different skill sets, and you kind of see it with Charbonnet. Particularly that fourth down play, that play is designed to have the running back leak out. It's just GJ Dallas is too freaking slow. He can't get out there. And they have a four-three end and Michael Parsons coming off unblocked. Like that play does not, it's just a terrible design to do that. And you saw it where uh, not quality running back it fell apart so yeah like if sharpening's on the field that play probably works it's just you know it is what it is sometimes but yeah he's a good running back and they're going to be blocking each other like moving forward i don't see anything i have not those guys. but interesting enough gino the um his targets or his time to throw like dropped down dramatically he was at 2.91 seconds for drop back on the season it was 2.54 in this game and carol said before the game hey we want to get the ball out early because of the pass rush, and they did that, and it was successful. So I expect Seattle to do this a lot more moving forward because why the heck would you not do that when your offense should actually be a good offense? So, yeah, that's, so like, my big takeaway for Seattle.
0: The biggest takeaway and the biggest shocking story here might be that Pete Carroll said something and actually did it.
1: I know. Wild, right?
0: <laughs> You've got Like, I guess Dak's obviously a top-six quarterback here. Gino's probably a low-end one. You've got two decent RB twos here for as long as Walker's out. And then when Walker's back, I think he's an RB one. You have an, a, a top five receiver. And then I think DK is probably a high end two. Then you've got some solid flex worthy receivers here. Then you've got a usable tight end, two good kickers, a decent defense. Like there are a lot of fantasy, fantasy studs in this game. It's
1: yeah, and CSN had that touchdown reverse. If he has that touchdown count. like Is that what happened? That was great. Yeah. It, like, it was like he pitted against the ground kind of. I don't know. He was, rough,
0: it was right. on my bench, and I seen him dive, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice catch. And then I looked later, and I said, how does he only have 5.2 points? He scored a touchdown. And then that's yeah, what, it was like a, So, they that took was the points off thing. of my bench. I mean, it wouldn't have helped me anyways, but it more hurt yeah. that they took it out of him and they threw it to DK, who did hurt me. So, it's like,
1: great. Yeah, it's all on Twitter. Most people were like, oh, the buy window's closed, and then it went away. It's like, oh, maybe not.
0: <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Good, good times.
1: But, yeah, and then on the other side, like, Cooks. Like, Cooks is the other guy. Like, he did it again. He's just produced some fancy points, man. He's been very reliable. So, you know, you can do worse than Brandon Cooks.
0: All right. Let's see if I can... What is going on here? With my movie? There we go. Got something in my background. My kids' coat hanging on the wall back here, and it oh, keeps oh popping, yeah, into my, popping into my background. All right. Let us start with our first game. Do you have any preference on a game you'd like to start with or say? Fire you? one up. I don't care. No, Let's doesn't matter. start with. Ooh, this one's gross. We'll start with the grossness. Just go into that. Yeah. We will start with the Carolina Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals at Pittsburgh Steelers. We have Kyler Murray, 24th best matchup. Kenny Pickett, 7th best. I am firing Kyler up, I believe. I got to bring my rankings up, but I think he's a low-end one for me. Maybe 10, 9 or 10. I think Pickett, I think, might have him at 16, but 16 given the fact that we pretty much, you know, beleaguered the point yesterday of what it looks like at 20. So for, for him yeah. to be 16, don't take that as a ringing endorsement for Pickett. Just, you know, go look at what the bottom 20 look like. I'm going to bring up my rankings quickly. Actually, I have Kyler yeah. lower. I have Kyler at 13, below below Wilson, Goff, and Love. And I have Pickett at 16. So they're closer together in my rankings because Pickett's getting artificially pushed up here. But yeah. I don't – like if, if I have these two on my roster – I'm starting Kyler here, despite the matchup, oh, yeah. without question. Not
1: even close. Yeah. Kyler's been just not good quarterback passing. He's been really inefficient. He struggled, but he's still producing fantasy points, which is the opposite for Kenny Pickett, right? Like, Kenny Pickett had his breakout game. He looked a lot better, but the team just didn't score. So you kind of know what you're getting out of these guys. Like, Pickett can run a little bit, so he gives you about a high floor, but they really need touchdowns. So, like, if you're going to start Pickett, this is the week to do it because Carl's defense is not good. But, yeah, I, I have him at QB4 – or 16, sorry. Pickett's at QB16. Kyler's at QB10. But yeah, like you just trust Kyler. He's just been a better of his career, so yeah, 100%.
0: Fair enough. We're pretty close. We both have Pickett it at 16. I think I have Kyler 3 lower, but I could I could see that going up or down in my my last rankings yeah. here before we uh start the week. <laughs> Running back, 15th best matchup for the Cardinals and the second best for the Steelers. I'm going to say the unpopular thing here, and I am back on the Najee Harris train. Jalen Warren is just not taking the job over, and he is basically just being the number two. He's still getting enough work and some decent touches to basically limit Harris's upside and to make himself flexible, but I think Harris has the upside here. Connor is who I want best in this matchup. I'm not sure how close it is. I have to look at my rankings. I feel like it's getting closer. I used to be much higher on Connor. Actually, I think I have I have Najee higher. I have Najee all the way at 18. I have Connor at 26. And I have Jalen Warren at 23. So I have both Pittsburgh backs over James Connor here. Uh, I yeah, think like I've, I'm with the- you on that. Yeah, the defense, the matchup here is pretty bad. Actually, you look at it. I got to change this around. I have Warren in my rankings over Najee, and I don't like that that's at all. all. I'm, I'm back out. I'm, I'm, back in on Najee.
1: I like, I like both these guys. the The issue for Warren is the fact that Najee plays such a significant role. Same thing with Najee, but like, interesting enough, Warren's getting more passing down work, and that's kind of how he's succeeding. Where Najee's getting more going work. So you kind of see the two ways that they're working. So. And then interesting, like, in an offense like this, like, I'll bet on the guy getting the passing down work just because I don't trust the touchdown situation. If there was a better offense, then yeah, be on side. But I think Warren's top – he might be top twelve for me this week. He's really high. I need to double check. Um, Yeah, Warren's 13 and Najee's, like, 19. So, they're both, like, mid to high-end RB2s. And then Connor, just because I don't trust the passing down work. It really hasn't been there since he's been back. So, I don't know what's going on with that offense anymore. And maybe Michael Carter's stealing more of that. We'll see how it works out. Um he's RB twenty five for me. So like you could play him,
0: but I just I just worry about Connor a little bit and I hope that See, That's the confusing part for me. Maybe it's just a matchup because if you had to ask me, do I want Connor who has it all to himself, yeah. or the other two are gonna cannibalize mm-hmm. each other? I feel like I want Connor, but in my projections he comes out the lowest. So it's
1: Yeah, it's just that's weird. I know because I think it's basically just a matchup. If it was like a different game where it's just Average defenses, I probably have Connor above these guys, but given the fact that they're playing the Arizona Cardinals defense, like they're just higher. I think that's what it is. We have a comment.
0: Yeah, I brought it up. It's on the screen. Give me one sec. I'm uh, I'm going up to my little matchup guide here. I, I'm going to bring up my rankings, but I just want to see if there's anything. So, who do we have? Otten, Logan Thomas, and who? Uh, John-, John. I have 11. Logan Thomas at 12, Otten at 13, and John who at 16, but just let me check here.
1: Yeah, I've the Highest. He's nine for me. So, but they're all like really close. Him
0: and um Thomas. I'm just gonna check my matchup charts here before I make an official de- decision here just to make sure I haven't oh, overlooked a glaring matchup. Out. There, was a, there the Bucks, was a
1: lot of Carolina guys being out too. The Bucks defense is on yeah. shambles right now. They have a bunch of guys out too, but Carolina's offense isn't good, so I don't really think it matters.
0: So the Bucks get Carolina, who are a bad matchup, but they might not be. Uh, who yeah. are the other two? Uh, well, oh, Logan, uh, Thomas. Logan Thomas, mediocre matchup, and hey, Johnny, uh, Johnny, Smith. Johnny, Johnny Smith. So, Logan Thomas has the best matchup, yeah. Okay, so Logan Thomas it is. I had him ranked higher anyways So, the fact that he is the best matchup, I feel like Kate Otten has the highest ceiling, but I feel like, yeah, Logan like Thomas is a safe play. John, who's right out of it for me, I don't even no, know. Yeah.
1: I'm not even doing Johnny. It would be I have Kate higher, but like I'm fine with either one of these if
0: guys. You want, if you want, if you need to swing points. for the ceiling, go with Kate Otten. If you need I mean, surefire points, go with Logan Thomas. Is what I think. Well, me. yeah, because
1: like he runs all of the routes. It's just he just doesn't get a ton of targets. So like yeah, he's on the field
0: 98 percent of snaps. He's <laughs> yeah, he's see-
1: had some good games, but yeah, um, yeah. So like Schultz is not expected to play. So yeah, so yep, yeah, you're not to visit. All right,
0: moving on to the receivers. 10th best matchup for the Cardinals, 15th best for the Steelers. I think in this one, you have three guys who I'm really struggling with and I think are going to come up in a lot of sit-start questions because I don't know where I feel. Like, I think the only ones who are even considered to be starters are Hollywood, Deontay, and Pickens. And all three of them, I think I have firmly in wide receiver three range. I have Deontay at 28. Deontay at twenty eight, Pickens at thirty four. I feel like I have Hollywood the highest, but I can't find him in my rankings. So yeah, where, where I, have, have- I have
1: Hollywood at nineteen. Hollywood's at nineteen. Uh, Deontay's twenty three, and Pickens is twenty eight. Yeah, like, it's just it is what it is with the Pittsburgh offense. Oh. Unfortunately for Pickens, like how high do you have Hollywood? Uh,
0: no, I don't have high at all. I have Deontay no. at twenty eight, Hollywood at thirty three, Pickens at thirty four. And yeah, I think I feel- all three are, it depends on what your options would be. I, 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 don't feel strongly. I think this is another situation where I think Deontay is probably the better the best of the options, but Brown has no competition. Yep. Uh, you want to say, Oh, well, he has Trey McBride now. Yeah. But Friar is the same for the Steelers. He took over last week. So I think if you ask me which players I would want to start in this game, aside from Kyler Murray, I prefer the two tight ends best.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely playing Hollywood, and I just think, like, we've seen it since Deontay's been back. He's just been the better wide receivers, earning more targets, and Pickett and pick just trusts him. So, like, I'm going to always have Deontay above Pickens, even if it's, like, a juicy matchup or whatever. Like, I just think Deontay's better, so, like, it's really hard for me to rank Pickens above Deontay. So, I'll do those two. I'm really, like, I would bench Pickens of the three of the wide receivers. But, yeah, like, I want these tight ends also as well.
0: Yeah, I'm going to flip over to the tight ends here. It is bad matchups for both tight ends. Having said that, I have Trey at four, Friar at nine. So you're starting them both. They're both elite and good dynasty assets here. The kicker or DST I'll go to because that's next up on the rankings. Good matchup for the Steelers who I'm going to play. I'm going to sit the Cardinals. I have the Steelers at eight. The Cardinals down at my uh, 26. The Cardinals are my last defense on the week. And kickers. Middle-of-the-pack matchups for both, but I feel like I don't want to start either. Excuse me. I have them back-to-back at 14 and 15, so fire up. Absolute must-start, both uh, both tight ends. Must-start for the Steelers' defense. Bench both kickers and the Cards' defense if you can is my end takeaway here, unless you have something further you disagree with.
1: I'm with you. That's, that's right. I'm right with you on that.
0: All right, let's fire up our next sexy matchup. I'll tell you what, yesterday's slate was certainly better. We'll go go with a divisional battle here. We've got Colts and Titans. That sounds like fun. If you went into the season, uh, I'm sure you projected that it would be a Minshew versus Will Levis battle, but that's where we're at for the quarterback. So 17th best matchup for Will Levis, 22nd – sorry, 17th for Gardner Minshew, 22nd for Will Levis. I have Minshew at 15, and he's probably the best streamer on the week. I have Will Levis at 22, and you pretty much know that my cutoff has been 19. And after this week, after Bat Stafford at 19, I want no part of any of these quarterbacks – I'm definitely playing Gardner Minchu over Will Levis, but I can't deny the fact that Will Levis did seem to have that one good game where he does have upside, but it was just one good game. So what do you think of these two?
1: Yeah, Le- Levis, they just don't pass enough. It's super risky. And on the flip side, Gardner, they just sling the rock. So if I'm choosing between two quarterbacks, I want a guy who's going to get pass attempts. Gardner's been over 40 and over 50 in multiple games this year. Like, they're throwing it a lot there. Levis, he's only been over 30, I think, twice in his starts. So it's just... It's not great for him as far as pass attempts, and it's just really hard for him. So from a fantasy standpoint, I much prefer Minshew. Then the, the f- like, floor and ceiling case with him is ginormous. Like, he can be all over the place with four turnovers or three touchdowns. Like, you just don't know. But, yeah, I just don't trust Lovis. So he's 22. Minshew's 18. Um, I actually won spot spot low, lower than Gino. So looks like I'm missing on Gino in the rankings this week. But, yeah, like, I definitely prefer Minshew.
0: Where did I have Gino? That's a good question. Where did you have him?
1: I had him at 17, and I was like, oh, that's killing me.
0: Huh. I have met 17. (laughs) Just like (laughs) Oops. So the running backs, Uh middle of the pack matchup for the Colts running backs. Great matchup for the Titans. Uh, Zach Moss is the guy here. I have him at 10. Trey Sermon is so bad, I had to Google who the next running back was up on the depth chart because I couldn't remember if it was Evan Hall or he, I thought he was still out. And then I'm like, Trey Sermon's there. So 10, RB10 for Zach Moss. I will look to see where I have Henry. Henry is RB11 right after him. And I'm going to assume Tajay Spears is ranked far higher than uh, – what's his name? Uh, I already forgot it. I guess I'll switch back over to Sermon? Sermon. He is. Yeah. That's not saying much. I have him at RB37. I don't even think I have Sermon ranked. I think he's – I'm at 47. Oh, no. the just I am
1: at 47. 73. Oh, boy. Wow. That is Willow. Really I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, Sermon's going to get some touches, but, like, it's going to go to majority Zach Moss. Like, I think I have been projected for 22 touches in this game, um, which is actually more than Derrick Henry. So, (laughs) fun fact, Zach Moss is going to get work. Um, Henry's at 8, Moss is at 11 for me for running back, so, like, I'm firing both these guys up. I like them. And Henry has a better matchup as far as, like, points allowed, but, like, I don't care. Moss's role is fantastic, so I'm firing both these guys up. Um, I think Moss has a higher floor just because – if this game gets out of hand from the Titans, then here Spins Spears gets more work. So I think Moss is just a safer play in general.
0: Wide receivers, eighth best matchup for the Colts. 18th best matchup for the Titans. Pittman's the must start here. He is my wide receiver eight on the week. I think I'm willing to start D Hop. He's all the way down at 20 for me. Other than that, I don't really want I like to stash downs and I want no part of anyone else. I have downs. I guess I downs is startable. I have downs as 27. So he's a decent wide receiver three, but Pittman's the one I want here. Everyone else scares me because they have no, uh, they have no floor whatsoever. So it's yeah. easily Pittman. Uh,
1: it's those guys. Yeah. Like I don't, outside of those three wide receivers, like I really just don't want to play one. Um, Downs is the cutoff at 31 and then the next highest one's Alec Pierce, but just no thank you. I don't know who my next highest Tennessee Titans wide receiver is. It's like, maybe it's Kyle Phillips. I don't know. in the
0: lineup. Yeah. Like it's, it's Burks.
1: Lineup. And then, yeah, he's, like, wide receiver 70. So, yeah, the Traylon Burks bust case is just fantastic right now. But, yeah, like, those three. Like, you play those three. Yeah. Downs has the upside. We've seen it. Like, he's been very good. Um, and he just gets targets. Like, I think he was tied with Pittman last week with the town targets. If I check correctly, let me see. Yeah, he had 13 targets last week. So, if he's getting work like that, like, you love Downs. So, yeah, those three are top 31
0: for me. Tight end, you're not playing either, regardless of good or bad matchup. The highest ranked I have is Chig at 19. I have Kylan Granson at 30. Just avoid it completely unless you're desperate and need Chig. Kicker, fifth best matchup for Matt Gay, second best for Nick Folk. Having said that, I have Gay at 7, Folk at 8. So they are both starters this week. The DSTs, 14th best matchup for Indy, 20th best matchup for Tennessee. I do not have either of them inside the top 12. I have the Titans. Oh, yeah, I do. Sorry. I have the Colts at 10, Titans at 14. Colts are probably starters here, I think. I don't know if I'd like to target either, but they're both playable if you have either. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm right there
1: with you. The Colts defense has been kind of just, I guess, sporadic is a good way to put it. But, like, they've had some good games. They've had some down games. It's just Matchup-dependent is
0: probably yeah. more accurate.
1: I, I think that's the better way to phrase it. The Titans, on the other hand, not so much. They're not so great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with the Colts over them.
0: That's why not, they've not, been sporadic, because they're matchup-dependent. So. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> yes. I like that, though. I like the ones that are matchup-dependent, where it's like, oh, the, you know, with Amari Cooper, oh, I'm going to bench him on the road. I'm going to play him out. I love the ones where you know when they're going to suck. I like mm-hmm. that. It's well, a lot just, easier. I have no problem benching you. Just let me know when I need to bench you. We're good.
1: It's nice when teams come together like that. We don't have like five guys you have to choose between. But, <clears> no, <throat> this is the yeah. end.
0: Exactly. Next up, Chargers and Patriots. Remember when this was like an AFC Championship game? Not anymore.
1: Phil wow. Rivers, baby.
0: <laughs> Justin Herbert, twenty seventh best matchup. Don't care. I'm playing him. He is my eight on the week. Mac Jones, or more likely Bailey Zappi, third best matchup. Don't care. He falls twenty seventh this week. He is twenty seventh in quarterback rankings this week. Jesse, how many teams are playing this week?
1: Uh, um, that is actually a good question. Twenty seven.
0: I absolutely don't know. Twenty six. 26 like, like i picked an odd
1: number and it can't be that amount yeah
0: <laughs> yeah how are 27 teams playing do the patriots only count as half a team or was it basically yeah out? they're that so, they're that bad. he is qb 27 in a week where there's 26 teams playing that should tell you all you need to know
1: good grief yeah i only have tim boyle rex bloom because tim boyle is atrocious but yeah i don't want either one of those guys No thank you just know we're just gonna avoid it. Even yeah, Boyle's the only matchup. one I
0: have ranked below him, too. It's Zappy, Mac Jones, and Boyle to close up my rankings.
1: Yeah. It's a, a perfect matchup, too. They're like, no, he's just trash. Sorry, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Running backs So we'll get to then. Eckler, who's been disappointing but gets the 17th best matchup. Top 10 matchup for Stevenson, who I assume is still ranked lower. He is. I still have mm-hmm. Eckler all the way at nine. I have Stevenson at 16. Having said that. I think I'm willing to fire them both up as high-end RB2s. I don't know. If I had to choose, uh, do I dare go Stevenson? No, I think I still got to go Eckler over Stevenson in this one, even as bad as Eckler's been.
1: It's crazy. Like If you look at sleeper's projections, Eckler is massively above Stevenson. But I actually have um, Stevenson one spot ahead. They're both top 12 for me. Uh, it's just it's weird with Eckler His role is strange. He's not being targeted as much. Like he finally saw the targets last week, but it didn't do anything for you. He had six targets, thirty-two yards. Really, just didn't get anything done. Unfortunately, on the flip side, Stevenson's come back to life. He looks like the guy from last year, where he's got five targets. He did some stuff. He, I mean, it was one point eight yards on the ground. That's <laughs> super so attempts, were not great, but this twenty-one attempts, it's just. He's been better than Eckler this year. So like, I'm fine rolling with Stevenson over Eckler, but they're both, they just get great volumes. So I don't really yeah. care. What
0: they're doing, honestly. Wide receivers, ninth best matchup for the chargers, third best matchup for the Patriots. I am comfortable firing up Keenan Allen. He is my four on the week. I want no part of any other receiver here, unless I have to desperation stream Guyton or Johnston. I would have said Demario Douglas is the guy I want. I don't think Demario Douglas is going to play. He missed practice today. Doesn't look good. He is my wide receiver. I don't know where the hell he is. Douglas? Uh, uh, Douglas. Douglas. I'm trying to yeah. find him. 40. So that's I think north. I've already bumped yeah. him down. Oh, maybe not. Maybe he was just 40. So he was someone I was comfortable playing as a wide receiver three with some upside. But mm-hmm. given the health issue here, I think I'm playing Keenan Allen and avoiding everyone else uh, in the receiving course.
1: I think that's the safest way to go. Like we just... Bailey Zappi can't really do anything offensively. It's just it's not good. So I don't expect him to be able to support these options. What I really expect is, is it to just go to Stevenson, and that's why I'm so high on him this week. I just need him to get checked out, man. Here, like an insane amount. Um, I guess you could fire like fly like J- Jalen Guyton or Quentin Johnson if you really, really want to. But honestly, like like you're saying, I just want to avoid every other wide receiver besides Allen, who is a top. What is he from? He's really high.
0: Tight ends, top I have, four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Tight ends. I have Gerald Everett at fourteen. I have Donald Parham at 24 and my highest ranked Patriot is where Hunter Henry at 20. So you are avoiding all four of these lovely tight ends in this matchup. The kickers, ninth best matchup for Dicker, 22nd best for Ryland. I Dicker as my uh, kicker five and Ryland way at the bottom. He's second from the bottom for me. So play Dicker. Do not start Ryland. DST's fourth best matchup for the Chargers, 30th for the Patriots. I have the Chargers as my DST 12, and I'm going to move them up. They're going to end up being more like seven, as bad as they are. This matchup is too juicy. The Patriots are my third from the bottom. So you are playing Dicker for sure, and probably playing the Chargers DST and avoiding everything else.
1: Thoughts? It's just not a good matchup for the Patriots' defense. So, like, they, they have some talent, but, like, the Chargers just – they don't give up fancy points to defenses. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm benching the Patriots. I'm not touching their kicker either. And, yeah, I'll play the page, uh, the Chargers' kicker and defense.
0: Oh, one sec. I was going to bring up the next game, but I, f- I wanted to answer this question in between. Pick three, Waddle, Debo, Tank, Higgins, Mixon. Waddle, G De- the first three.
1: Yeah, I'm not playing Bengal. Like, we're just not going that route. It's it's gross right now. I think the expected po- – and, like, Higgins has come off the injury. The expected points for Mixon was, like, five. The expected points for Jamar Chase were, like, five. Like, it is rough in that offense. I traded
0: for out. Joe Mixon today in a league, in a dynasty. Yeah, it's, it's bad news, Bears. It's just, like – Well, I traded for him. I got him. Yeah. I, got, I traded away Cooper Cup. Yeah.
1: I mean, I get it. It's like, it's just Ruffle Cup too, but I think, yeah, I don't, I, I don't this, know if you can play Mixon, honestly. This is going like, to sound no crazy,
0: Ruffle. but I think Cooper Cup retires at the end of the season. So
1: I saw, did you see the post from what's his face? Like Dr. Was, Morse. Um,
0: yeah. I was like, what the hell?
1: He's treating I, it like it was breaking news. And he's like, I don't know how to treat this. I'm like, dude, you're a doctor. Just tell I think this
0: think, makes right? a lot. I think it makes a lot of sense. I thought that before. So it was nice hearing someone else say, it, but yes. Uh, What do we say? Waddle, Debo, Tank.
1: First three. The first three. Just no no Bengals. Operation
0: Avoid the Bengals. Yes. yes. All right. We're going to go to a real barn burner in this one. Falcons at Jets. Good God. Quarterbacks. 25th best matchup for the Falcons. Eighth best matchup for the Jets. Having said that, in a week where 26 teams are playing, Ritter is 24. Tim Boyle is 29. (laughs) That, that's that's impressive. You are not playing any of these these QBs, and if you are playing them, I don't like your chances. You're probably eliminated already. Yeah, just you're better
1: off with a like a, a skill position player in your super flex spot, honestly. Over these guys, like you should have the depth to play somebody over them. So yes, do that. Boyle strass Raiders going against rough defense. I so think.
0: Absolutely. Running backs, sixth best matchup for the Falcons, second worst matchup for the Jets. I have Bijan at eight. Next up would be Brees Hall. I have down at 19. I don't know. Where do I have Algier? Algier will be my next at 35. And I don't even know. It's going to be a ways down for a Bonaconda or whoever the hell else it is. I've been a at 50. So I've got, uh, uh, I, oh, sorry, running back one and RB two. And then what did I say? Algier is a borderline three. So we got a one, two, and a three here, but. I really I, – I'd like to play the top two, and that's about
1: it. It's just so rough for Brees Hall at the moment. Like, if you look at his yard for carry, it's been just disaster. He can't do anything. The only way he's really getting any fantasy points is if he makes explosive plays. Like, that's the only way he does it. Like, he has to single-handedly carry him to do fantasy points. So, I, I have him at RB14, but, like, honestly, like, I don't feel confident in that projection at all. Like, I would much rather play other guys in that range over him. Like, yeah. Gibbs, ETN, Swift, all those guys. Like, I would much rather play them in the range. I just – I hate the Jets offense. It's atrocious. And at least Bijan. You saw it last week with Bijan. Like, he's good. The skill, the setup is good. Like, we fire up Bijan. He's top eight for
0: me. Worst matchup for the Falcons receivers. uh, 24th best. So bad for the Jets receivers. if that if the matchups weren't bad enough go look at their quarterbacks having said that this is this might be the the matchup with the lowest ranked receiver because it's going to be garrett wilson for me Uh and he is still probably he did crack the top 20 he's 19 and i have drake london at drake london at 36 so the best receiver in this game i have at 19 and you're probably not too far off so other than that like i'm playing london if i need a three i'm playing wilson if i need probably a low two i'm not touching anyone else where do you have wilson in london
1: wilson's 14 and i don't like that i need to move down a few spots london's 25 realistically like it's just strictly volume with garrett wilson like he gets pepper with targets so he gets there but man it's a floor play it's not a ceiling play same thing with london like he's been okay for fantasy it's just you know It's depressed. So, actually, both these guys are two of the better, like, young wide receivers in the NFL, and they just do dog shit situations. It just sucks.
0: Tight end. I have Tyler Conklin at 17 in a good matchup. I have Kyle Pitts at 13 in a bad matchup. So, I don't know. They're both desperation plays I, I guess they're both streamers what i should say i don't really want to play either of them but i guess you can but i'm sure i'm playing both, both of them in at least one league uh the kickers the third and fourth best matchup in what might be a field goal fest because neither team can fucking score we have ku and Zerline. i feel like i'm gonna have ku much higher I have Koo at 17. I have Zerline at 24. I'm comfortable playing Ku. I'd like to avoid Zerline. The DST should be interesting. Second best matchup for the Falcons. 12th best for the Jets. Having said that, I think I far prefer the Jets. Oh, no, I do not in my, my projections anyways. Keep in mind, these could change because I will convert my projections to actual rankings at some point this weekend. Right now, I have the Falcons at 8 and I have the Jets at 14. The Jets will be moving up and the Falcons will be moving down. I get it. Tim Boyle's bad, but the okay. Falcons defense is also bad. Whereas Desmond Ritter is bad and the Jets defense is good. So yeah. give me the good defense against the bad quarterback instead of the bad defense against the bad quarterback is my end point for this one.
1: I'm with you to a point. Like it's just Tim Boyle's so bad where he can't oh, no, support no. offense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I it's I have the Falcons. I'm gonna go with the Falcons on the Jets. But yeah, it's not good. Like I, it's just, it's just rough, man. It's just unfortunate. is what it is. And yeah, don't play Falcons this week. Just don't do it. Like just avoid Falcons.
0: Okay, so we've covered two AFC South teams. Pick one of the remaining two AFC South teams.
1: Um, so we did the uh, that would be blah, blah Jacksonville, let's do Jacksonville, sure. sure.
0: the options, I could remember, that. I was like, What's
1: the fourth one? I was like, I can't remember. Jacksonville and
0: Houston are sure. the two we haven't, yeah. There. Those are the two. Team yeah. There we go. I was just trying to see if you were paying attention or if you know, uh, just a I
1: had to rack my brain. I was like, My brain was like spinning. I was like, Wait, okay, so just to confirm
0: yeah. Quincy. If you're still in the chat, it looks like it's confirmed Dalton Schultz will indeed not play this week.
1: You want the ceiling case to Otten? Thomas is the fourth place. So, yeah,
0: yeah. You know yeah what to do. So you're right. It has pretty much been confirmed. It said very likely to not play. So, anyways, we kind of knew that. Well, uh, let's team get team. into this. I think we end with two good games here. So Bengals at Jags. Uh, this would have been a much better game earlier in the season, but yeah. sixth best matchup for the Bengals at QB, eleventh for the Jags. Lawrence is my QB eight. Uh, Browning is my QB 22. So one is a must start and one is a must avoid unless yep. something has gone horribly wrong. That's
1: yeah, It's uh, the regression is hit in a great way for Trevor Lawrence. Those touchdowns, which he was not getting, all of a sudden he has six in his last two games. And amazing how that works for fantasy, right? Like you get the touchdowns, it's, it's working out for you. Yeah, the problem is better, now,
0: it's gonna dry up on you and it's gonna go the other way, right? When you need it in the fantasy playoffs, <laughs> I always had that. I had that one year yeah, where yeah. uh where I forget who it was, but uh I, two guys get absolutely on fire the last three mm-hmm. weeks of the season when I was already clinched into the playoffs, and I'm going, these two are going to drop a bomb in the first week of the right. playoffs. Sure enough, boom, duds on both, and I'm going, you sons of bitches. You put up 30 in three straight games, and then first round of the playoffs, you each put up two and a half. You just know that's gonna happen. So dud incoming week one of the playoffs.
1: It's <laughs> usually how it goes. Who yeah, like get? Lawrence? Let this, me check. This I want to see who match, they though.
0: get. Watch it be just who's the worst past the a rush defense you you don't want to see. Oh, oh he's limited gosh. today by rib issue, hey? Is he?
1: ETN was all. listed
0: as a limited participant oh. due to a rib injury. Oh, yeah. yeah, yesterday, anyway. Sorry.
1: I was looking at Lawrence. I was like, wait, what? He's limited? I was like, okay. Yeah. So by the way, Lawrence gets Cleveland the last week of the regular season, and then he gets Baltimore. So that's gonna be fun for those two matchups. And yeah, I was just
0: gonna say so. you're talking ETN, who's been great. Yeah, his first week of the playoffs, he gets Baltimore. So yeah, yeah. Enjoy the ETN yeah. points where you get him because he's now hurt <laughs> and going into a rough schedule. So yeah. where were yeah, we? Quarterback? Uh no, we're at yeah. Quarterback. Okay, go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was just saying, like, this matchup's good for Lawrence. So, like, you're firing up with confidence. He's my QB five. So, I'm all aboard the Lawrence train for this week. Um, I expect them to be able to just go down kind of at will against the Bengals defense who has struggled as of late. Um, it's kind of falling apart in Cincinnati across the board. So yeah, I like Lawrence in this matchup a lot, actually.
0: Running backs 24th best matchup for the Bengals 14th for the Jaguars. I have ETN at two, two. He will be lower if I don't hear significant improvements in that practice report. When I change these, Joe Mixon is a volume play, and he has volumed his way to RB 27 in my ranks. That, I feel, is significantly low, and once I fine-tune these and tweak them, I bet you he will be into the mid-range, low-end RB two. I feel like he's probably going to end up around 16 or 18 for me, probably in the same range as Jalen Warren and Brees Hall. What do you guys? Or what do you
1: think? I have mixed it at twenty four. The problem with this offense is they they don't run plays. They ran forty plays last week. So if you run forty plays, you're not supporting anybody, and that's the problem with Browning. Like you can't like I just I really if I have Bengals, I just want to bench across the board, and I'm even super nervous about Chase. Like I hate this offense right now, and all the skill position players they have. So, Mixon, it's just a void if you can. Like, just, just bench him. Like, it's just – I don't expect it to be good against this Jaguars defense who's been good against running backs as it is. Like, it's just – this is just a cavalcade of issues for them, and I do not like Mixon this week, like, at all. So, and ETN, yeah. Like, ETN's good. Like, you just – you fire up ETN. I get he's injured, but the vibes are so much better with ETN. Um, the injury does worry me. It's going to bring down his, like, floor and ceiling a little bit because they'll probably give some more work to – Dearness Johnston as they did last week, where he took over. And by the way, Bigsby, just don't worry about Bigsby, etn or Dearness Johnston, Darby too in that offense. So I don't care about Bigsby. But yeah, so like ETN going to be a top
0: 16-ish running back and he'll get you points and he should be able to win this week. So Sorry, I, like I, got, I got sidetracked. Oh, we got an article. Someone was messaging me. There's a college football article uh, he has uh, in the hopper and the game, yeah. and one of the games in it is going out to or is tonight. So he was messaging me to make sure we get it out and I have to go to work. So Oh,
1: is it the Pac-12 championship game? Is
0: that what yes. It? So if you get yeah, a chance after yeah. this, if you're able to publish an article, can you go handle that one?
1: If you I understand. will try to if I get, okay. if I got it, yeah, I'll, I'll okay. look for it.
0: Because he said it's already in there. So I told him I before I go back to work, I'm going to give it a shot. But I don't know if I'm going to have time by the time we're done this. So I, I didn't you. realize he had a game tonight. I didn't realize there were games tonight. <laughs> um, I'm done college mode. I finished my college league last week. I'm in full NFL mode until like, yeah, like, yeah. we see where yeah. Michigan for, – for now, it's just Michigan for me. That's all that exists. So.
1: Like championship, maybe. Um, yes. <laughs> so
0: wide receiver, seventh best matchup for the Bengals, 16th best matchup for the Jaguars. I am still taking Chase as my top receiver in this game, despite how, uh, how bad the quarterback play is. But because of that quarterback play, it is insanely close between him and Ridley. Ridley's at 12 for me. I only say that because Jeremy's not on the show. Uh, (laughs) I would have moved him down 30 spots if Jeremy was on the show. Christian Kirk is 23 for me. I think I still have Higgins way down because I still don't have Higgins listed as in the lineup yet. I think he plays, but I haven't adjusted. Yeah, I still have him at 73. So I have I have him as just a placeholder right now that I'm expecting to take out of the lineup. But um yeah. but I expect him to play, so he's gonna move up. But having said that, I want Chase and then I don't care. Higgin, probably Chase Ridley and then Higgins and Chase, Ridley, Kirk Higgins, I'm not really confident about that ranking of any of the four. They're all kind of yeah. just jumbled in somewhere. I feel like they're all wide receiver twos at this point.
1: Yeah, like, so you know how I have issue with Jamar Chase? I have a bigger issue with Higgins. He's coming off the injury, and if this offense is as bad as it was, like, he's not going to be viable. So, like, I'm just benching Higgins. He's 43 for me in the rankings, and I'm probably going to keep him in that range. I just – um I have Chase one spot lower than Ridley, and I'm going to play Ridley over Chase. Like, I just – I have serious issues with the quarterback on the offense. So, like, if I got a chance to, like, pivot to an option such as Ridley, who is rolling and that offense is looking good, I'm going to go that way over Chase. But he's, like, wide receiver 13. But, man, it's it's not great. And I have Kirk at wide receiver 20, and I'm fine firing him.
0: The best way I think I could summarize these four receivers is I see them all as wide receiver twos with downside.
1: Yes, very much so. Particularly the the Bengals side. Like, there's a lot of downside
0: uh tight ends ninth best matchup for irv smith or tanner hudson or whoever i'm not playing him second best matchup for evan engram i am playing him he is my six on the week he's a must start the kickers 29th best matchup for mcpherson eighth best for mcmanus mcmanus is my three on the week mcpherson is my last kicker on the week so that means don't play mcpherson bengal's 11th best matchup Jags 21st bet, bet best matchup that is not factoring in the QB change and what it's been that's just an on the season rank so that's probably significantly boosted i have the jags actually i have them both ranked low i think where are they oh no the jags are not low the jags are 3 i have the, so so my projections have factored in what the rank what the matchups have not um so
1: mm-hmm. the jags
0: are my 3 the bengals are 21 so yeah. Tight end kicker defense, start your Jags, bench your Bengals. But that pretty much holds true of everything in this game. Start your jag, Jags, bench your Bengals. I mean, you're probably going to have to play Chase and Mixon. Yeah. A, if okay. you
1: if you can pivot off of Mixon particularly, like, I would go do that. Yeah. He worries the crap out of me. Like, he's just I just don't know if he's getting enough plays, like, volume. And he's a volume-dependent guy. So, he gets hit way worse than someone like Chase who can, you know, at least bust a big play and do something good for you.
0: All right, to close it out here, we have Broncos at Texans, which is suddenly a very important game with two teams battling for a wild card. Ninth best matchup for Russ, 10th best matchup for Stroud. I don't care. Stroud is my five. Russ Wilson is surprisingly high. He is my 11. So I think he's a start in this probably high-scoring game, but Stroud is an absolute must-start. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to fire up, Stroud. He's just living on, like, he's just been so good this entire year. He had the three interception game league before. He comes back. He's 26-36, three four yards, two touchdowns. And then he gets, you know, he gives you six for 47 on the ground. Like, he's just, he's been awesome, and he's been the rookie of the year by far. Like, he's still in the MVP discussion for me, even though he lost Lawrence, but whatever. And Lawrence is good. Or, sorry, Wilson, he's QB12. I'm, I'm riding Russell Wilson. I'm back in for fantasy. Let's ride, baby.
0: Best matchup for running backs for the Texans. 16th best for the Broncos. My highest ranked here is going to be Devin Singletary. I'm almost mm-hmm. certain. One sec, let me check. Uh, yeah, he's, he's high for me. It's, mm, yeah, it is. I have Singletary at 20. I have Javante at 23. I have Pierce down at 31. And I feel like Pierce is going to get moved down. I, was on a, I watched a podcast yesterday they, where they feel that – Pierce is just slowly being worked back into this from injury. I disagree. I think Singletary is the guy, and I think Pierce is useless. I also want nothing to do with – mclaughlin there unless it's a desperation play same can be said about the italian stallion so Um, (laughs) for me it's i'm very close here on singletary and williams i have williams ranked higher but i think i'm going to move singletary up higher this isn't another one for me with this is a swing game for singletary if he goes another game where he is still definitively the guy and pierce is not taking his job back Pierce is going to fall right off a cliff, and Singletary is going to skyrocket up to Zach, Ma- uh, Zach Moss territory. So, but for yeah, now, I have him yeah. and Javante Singletary and Javante close. How about you?
1: Yeah, I I have Singletary at sixteen, Javante's at twenty one, I think, and yeah, I'm all aboard the Singletary train. We've talked about it for a while. He just fits the offense better. It's just it's an ideal fit. And on the other side, Pierce does not, and it's no surprise. They brought a new offense coordinator, different scheme, different situation, and it completely changes the running back. So yeah, like I want no part of Pierce, like you're talking about. It's just another inefficient game on the ground where he had 12 attempts, but he saw less than half the snaps. Meanwhile, Singletary was at, like, 82% of the snaps and just getting a ton of passing down work. Um, Javante's interesting, and I actually like him in this matchup because he saw 24 opportunities. So, like, you're getting usage like that. Like, it's really hard to drop him outside the top 24. So, like, I'm all aboard with Javante too this week.
0: Wide receivers, 19th best matchup for the Broncos, 26th best matchup for the Texans. I think I've got a bunch of starters in this. I have Dell at 9, Nico at 18, Cortland at 21, and I'm sure I have Judy ranked somewhere half decent. Judy's 38, so I essentially have four startable receivers here. Mims I'll play if you're absolutely desperate. I don't mind. Is no Brown. I feel like he's lower because I think he's still hurt. But So, yeah, yeah, I have solid options here. I very much prefer the two Texans. Then I have a huge gap to Sutton. Then a massive gap to Judy. And then desperation to Mims and Brown. What do you think?
1: Yeah. It's just – it comes down to pass volume in these offenses. And, I mean, like, Dell's been incredible this year. Nico's been good. But, like, the pass attempts are going to just dramatically shift towards the Texans in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they have at least ten more passes like between the two offenses. That's just kind of how Denver operates. They keep it close to the vest. They like to run it. Like they just keep it slow. Meanwhile, Houston's just checking the like chucking the rock all over the place. So like Dell's gonna be higher. I have Dell, then I have Sutton, and then Collins, and then it's like a tier gap, and then it's like Judy and like Brown if he plays. But like I don't really expect Brown to do much of anything. So it's those it's those top three who I'm very confident in starting. Um, as far as official ranking, I think like where is he? At? Yeah, Judy's at forty, Nigos at thirty-two. And then it's up a little higher. Sutton's at 18, and Dell's at 14, I think.
0: Yeah. The tight ends, I'm not playing either. Uh, Troutman, they both get good matchups, but Troutman I don't want any part of. And Schultz I just removed from my rankings, so I don't even have a Texans tight end really ranked. I'd have to adjust it. Like I said, I just took them out now. The kickers are the 10th and 11th best matchup. I have Lutz at 10. I have Amendola at 15, so they're both playable if you have to. The DSTs, I don't really want any part of here. The matchup is better for the Texans, but the Broncos have been a lot better as of late. Yeah. I have the Texans at 15. I have the Broncos at, the Broncos at 20. So uh, I don't really want any of these tight ends, kickers, or defenses in this matchup. I'd like to steer clear of all of them. What do you
1: think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think the starting Houston Texans um, tight end is going to be Brevin Jordan now. But realistically, like, you don't want to play any one of those guys. Troutman sucks, so no thank you. And the defenses and kickers, yeah, I'm with you. Just just avoid if you can. Like, that just seems like the best way to go this game.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up our AFC home games preview. We will be back Sunday at noon, right up until kickoff for our start-sit show. And then... Sunday night at 8 o'clock for the game recap. Uh, Good luck in week 13, everyone. We will see you Sunday at noon. Take care, everyone.